Welcome to Sung's Garage. This is more than just a place to work on cars. This is a place where I'm able to connect with people, swap stories, and share them with the world. And today, we have another What to Watch episode where me and the guys from Sung's Garage talk about all things entertainment. But in this episode, we discuss the anti-Asian xenophobia that resulted from the pandemic. You know, it's also like empowering kind of these people to come out of the woodwork to be you know, to, to justify their, their racism, you know, and their prejudice, then, you know, that's, 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 just the, that's just the climate now. And as always, we have a lot of fun discussions, like our favorite fast food we miss. Burger King, <laughs> you guys, you know, they coined the phrase, have it your way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Song. And what 80s or 90s movie we would remake and who would star in them today. So I hope you enjoy. All right, y'all be good. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Sung's Garage. This is our attempt at an opening credit special Sorry. effects. Yeah. All right. Um, we're still on the coronavirus lockdown. Hopefully, all this stuff is over soon, and we can get back on our way and get back to work. I'm getting a little frustrated and a little. I feel like a little claustrophobic these days, but we're all in the same situation, so we're trying to stay as positive as possible. And speaking of positive, we've got the boys back together, blogging about what to watch. So here's another episode of what to watch. Let's get to it. Let's uh, start with some introductions. Racer M, tell us where you're at, what you're dealing with. Are you ready for things to get back to normal? Uh, Well, I'm still in Alhambra. Um, I'm definitely waiting for things to get to normal here. My background is from Street Fighter 2. And, uh, yeah. Dalsim. India. Dalsim, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I used to go to, in 8th grade, there was one video store in Gainesville, Georgia, where I'm from. And they had Street Fighter. And I used to go in there and dominate the town in Street wow. Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I love that arcade game. Who did you play yeah, as? Yeah, I never get a chance to play, play it because everyone's playing it. Ryu. Oh, sick. It's a solid Ryu. Choice. I'm always um, Chun-Li. I love Chun-Li. I love Vega because I liked how you could like lose his claw mid-match. Oh. I always thought that was cool. Why do you love Chung Li? I, I, I love her too. Who did it? Yeah. I wish, yeah. I wish there was high. like, there was a VR version of, of a prequel to Chun Li's origin to get to know her. Oh. Because what's her story? Well, I don't know her backstory. Is she. Actually, there's a movie. If you want to watch no. the worst movie ever made, there's a mo- Chun Li movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kristen Crook, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Kristen Crook. Oh Kristen my Crook. god. Oh yeah. Oh, no good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no good. No don't bueno. forget. No. Don't forget Chris don't Klein. Chris Klein was in Chris that. Chris Klein is the oh. best part of that film. Uh-huh. Is he? Chris Klein. Uh-huh. Yep. And you know why? This oh. is not a recommendation. Fucking... <laughs> 
Wait, Neil McDonough is in it too. Yeah, Neil McDonough is in it too. Yeah, Who's I Neil don't Madonna? know how they, Who is that? Who's Neil McDonough? is the treasure of that film. Corey, where you at? How you doing? You ready for this to be over? Yeah, things are getting a little um, a little harder, it seems. Um, yeah, like claustrophobia. I think people are getting a little chippy with their family members at home. <laughs> and people, you know, and it's hard because you go out and you can't talk to anybody. And, you know, I, I miss just kind of having small talk conversation with strangers every now and then, you know, like that's totally taken off the table. It sucks. Yeah. You know, these days when I take Teji for a walk around the neighborhood and I'm wearing the mask or I'm not wearing the mask, depending on how many people are out. Just, uh, I remember yesterday a couple walked by and they didn't have masks on and they were across the street and they just gave me a wave and a smile. Mm -hmm. And dude, oh, I didn't know how much I missed that. Just... <clears throat> Yeah. a connection with strangers walking by and then it made me think what if we lose the ability to shake hands and hug each other when we first meet or when we say goodbye that's kind of how we do right like when I meet you and even if I don't know you well but if we vibe together and by the end of the lunch or the meeting everything was cool you know you give a nice little hey it was nice to meet you but now mm -hmm. Do we no longer do that? I mean, are we gonna go into this world like the airports with the security where this becomes our new normal? I don't like it. I don't think it's good for us. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it shouldn't last, right? Should We should go back to normal soon. I mean, we're not gonna, you know, only give our thumbs up and how's it going finger, you know? I mean, I yeah, don't know. But, I mean, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a long time, and I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, like now that um, it's now almost required now to wear masks outside in a lot of places. I think it's just going to be, you know, I think the West is going to be like Asia. People, it's going to be where people are going to wear masks, and that's going to be kind of more of the norm, you know. And also, you know, like not, not, not able to shake hands, you know. Again, I mean, it's good, it could be bowing or like you know the the vulcan sign or whatever <laughs> i you know I don't, I don't know i think it's gonna be gonna take a long long time for for that to happen i mean it's funny even like you know because i constantly wash my hands and when i when i do go outside to you know go shopping you know go to the supermarket or something like that I always bring hand sanitizer and like i just feel so i just feel <clears throat> so unclean you know i just feel like you know i have this like it feels like you know like <clears throat> Gesundheit. Like it feels like uh, it feels like you know I don't, I don't want to touch anything just because like I want to keep my hands clean you know so uh, so I'm just like you know maybe it's just you know we're becoming more and more germaphobes I think in, in nature and I think that's you know that's gonna be gonna be like that for a while or maybe that's gonna be the new norm. Yeah, I think there's an awareness of of germs and everything like that, but hopefully we'll go back to some kind of normal i think the the really social people are going to be like well it's worth it for me to give a hug and be close you know with people that i care about but for people who are real germaphobes maybe they'll never you know this they'll forever just be changed yeah 
You know, I didn't want to go into this because this was an extra topics question, but I think this is a good opening for a segue. Um, this is the hard. This is the hard topic. I, I do feel like, you know, with everything going on in the media today and the labeling and the negative connotation or the misdirection, um, the narrative that's being formed. Do you feel like? Asian Americans, Chinese Americans, do you think we're going backwards in terms of the social progress we made in terms of acceptance and inclusion? Um, do you think Asians are going to look, you know, are we going to be dealing with racism and all this bullshit that comes with this, you know? And that's the scariest thing, guys, is like I wake up and with everything going on in the lockdown, I can deal with because we're all going dealing with this together. But now there's this like pinpointing. It's like no, it's it's them. It's this. And what do we know? I don't know the facts. I don't know what's. I don't. I don't know what really happened. Where this came from. But yo, know, it's a scary time, man. I feel like I'm walking on you know landmines now, and I'm just at my house, and I even haven't even gone outside. You know. And then with all these things with the mask, you can't, you you know, body language is so important as actors or as artists. We look, we assess just by someone's, you know, facial gestures and their body language. And when they're covered up, I have no gauge. And I wonder now, even basic customer service is if you're all covered up and then there's also this internal, you know, question like Asians are responsible for this you know like how are we supposed to exist and come together and this is something that I'm super scared about and I don't want to talk about it in the garage but I don't know guys I mean how are you feeling about this do you feel like optimistic as a human race that this is just the bump and we're going to get over this or are are there evil people out there they just want to separate us because I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. I don't get the point of this. I don't get, like, why are we now blaming somebody or something, right? Like, I don't get it. And now a racist is going to be responsible for this. What's the point of that? We're all suffering. doesn't matter what race your people have lost. People are suffering. Look at us. Like, I'm not I'm not happy. Like, this Asian thing is like, what? what, what is this? It's like we're, as, it, it does, as a human race, we're all in this together. And it's scary that there's a part of the humanity that is making this into some negative, like, human war. And they're separating. And it's, it's fucking fuss frustrating, man. You know? I don't know, man. You guys got to drop some, you know, some wisdom here or some positivity. Because when I think about here's this... It's, here's what I think. <clears throat> I think racist people will always exist and they will always look for an excuse to to hate somebody for something and so this will be a catalyst for some people who are already racist who are already you know bigoted in some way to you know justify their their hate um but um from my point of view i think 99 percent of us are not like that um but you know it's it's that one percent of people that just really screw it up for everybody. I don't know what everybody else thinks. Uh, I 
I, I agree with you, uh, Corey. I think I think for me, it's that uh, most of the stuff I am hearing, like you know, however it's online or wherever, you know, I I see it on internet. It's not affecting me here in my home because you know I I live in a pretty good community that doesn't have that so if you state that if it affects me it affects me as a knowledge that i know that it exists out there and i don't know what to do about it in in you know as i sit at home but for me for myself it's like a check and balance like i actually have to know that there are you know you know racist people out there and also there is like you know the comfort that i know that at least in my community that there's not and the people I surround myself, they're not. So you have to find comfort in that because then you can, you know that, you know, they're the racism you see. I'm not sure where you witnessed it, if you witnessed it firsthand, but if you actually have, uh, you know, knowledge that you have friends like us or anyone it's else. It's not even it. that, David. It's not because we do live, look, I'm not going to get on a, you know, a soapbox violin and say that you know my life is so hard because I'm Asian all of a sudden look I'm like my you know I, I, I get to live a life of privilege and a lot of people you know just, just they invite me and and, sh and, and, and shower me with with love so that's mm -hmm. you know, I know that I'm very blessed but the, the point of this is that the fact that we even have to think it that if there is a negative experience with someone, is it because of this? Like, how is this now part of like the daily thinking? You know, I, I go, wait a second. I have to, I have to be extra careful. I have to walk on eggshells. Like, why? Well, I didn't do anything wrong just because of the color of my skin. And the, and 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 this sounds completely ignorant and naive, right? And maybe a child speaking, but I don't get it. I don't get the racist motivation. What's I don't understand it. I don't understand why anybody want to separate races. It makes no oh, sense to me. So well, that goes back like hundreds of years, if you have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, to well, you explain know, I mean, that, you know, I, I don't want to go deep into to politics, but it's like from the you know the top down. It's like you know you have. People in power who are, you know, saying, you know, calling this virus the Chinese virus or and like, you know, it's also like empowering kind of these people to come out of the woodwork to be, you know, to, to justify their their racism, you know, and their prejudice. And, you know, that's 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 just the, that's just the climate now, you know, and I think and also, you know, again, you know, when it comes to Asian Americans, uh, especially in, you know, in, in you know, what, you know, Americans, you know, and, you know, in American society now, I think Asian Americans are always considered. I mean, no matter what, I think for a lot of people, non-Asians, Asians are the other. You know, no matter if you're born born and raised in the South or you know born and raised, you know, like or you have like you're from here, like five generations of Chinese Chinese uh, living in the you know living in like the Midwest or what have you. You're always going to be going to be going to be deemed the other to a lot of people. You know, and I think it's like. And I feel like, you know, like, yeah, it's just like, just in, in mainstream mainstream culture, I think it's just like uh, Asians, or especially Asian Americans, are always like kind of monolithic, you know? Always can be monolithic, which is actually very, you know, very diverse, you know? And I think it's like, 
But you know, I think it's like you know, on the flip side, you see what's happening in China. You read reports of like Africans being, you know, um, being uh, you know just uh, singled out because of you know some, some small rises of coronavirus happening, and you know Africans, uh, you know, who are working and living in China are being, uh, especially mostly immigrant, you know, migrant workers are being being targeted for being diseased, you know, and like, uh, you know, reports of like them being quarantined and being locked into the room rooms they can't even get out, you know, so it's like, you know, I think no matter what, if you're like, you know, the, the, that, that the majority will always kind of single out some and put and be a scapegoat yeah. scape to, you know, to, to a minority group, right, no matter what. So I think it's like, yeah, so I mean, I mean, but I agree with you, Song, like, you know, I'm barely going outside, but but I do, I do, you know, it's, it is kind of, I mean, in Hawaii, it's different because it's predominantly Asia Pacific. So I don't feel that, but yeah. you know, I have a lot of friends who, you know, who are, you know, um, going through that. And I have, I have countless stories that I read on Facebook or Twitter of them, you know, just like microaggressions going to the supermarket, you know, people like moving out of their way or, you know, like, it's just like, you know, thinking they're like almost like they're toxic or they're like diseased, you know? Uh, yeah, and I, and I even I even noticed that my natural cadence changed, especially because you only see people's eyes like this. So they're you know you walk by them and they kind of look at you like this. So if if this is what you're seeing, I register it as oh maybe there's suspicion because of my face, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I and and just that thought, and then I get in the car and I was going my whole demeanor is apologetic it's like oh, oh i'm okay uh, i'm safe oh, oh excuse yeah. me oh, I'll, yeah. I'll avoid and I, or like you don't want to you know or you don't want to cough or give him clear your throat you know <laughs> in public yeah. either you yeah. know yeah no. you have the to media sneeze. you have to sneeze like, just like okay i'm not gonna sneeze right now yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah but you know what i love about you know Corey, what you said to just piggyback off of you is um, I, I love the attitude and the spirit of this group because I, I instantly this fear kind of you know kind of settled down just being able to talk about it because when you say 99 percent of the people are not like that yeah i'm going to lean towards that i'm going to choose to believe that um and that's at the end of the day i go well what can we do what can we do to make a difference and how can we impact this and make sure this doesn't continue and it's really i think talking about it and at the end of it I agree. Ninety-nine percent of the people are great people out there, and fear, you know, people overcome it, and I, I think we'll go back on track. So thanks for that. Let's get back on course. Uh, so uh, next is David. Where you at? How you doing? Hey, and we're doing good. Still, you know, maintaining our sanity, and that we are not, uh, you know, going crazy five weeks in of the lockdown. You know, we're still having fun. We're trying to make things, you know, much more um, pleasant per day. I mean, every day is kind of the same, but, you know, maybe watch a different movie with my young one because he loves films. We just watched, um, uh, we just watched uh, Mission Impossible, the first one. It's, 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 it's a little messy at the end, but it's still pretty fun. I think visually, I think it's great. So we had some fun watching. There's, I mean, come on. There's no Tom Cruise movie that's a bad movie. At the end, I mean, there's better than some, but I think he's one of those actors that never. Oh yeah, I agree. Movie. Right, I agree I, totally. Wait, Night and Day is good. I've never Not, seen Night and Day. Yeah, Gal is in Night and Day. Gal Gadot is in that Night and Day, right? Yeah, 
I like Night and Day. I mean, What's wrong? I mean, it's not a yeah. bad movie. It's not a bad movie. I was curious. It's yeah. not it was, Legend of yeah. Chung Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That's why. That's exactly. Tom Cruise. If you're no, measuring it that way, yeah. that's what. And it would be a good. I mean, Chun Li and Nayan Day. I think you know. That's what a <laughs> megastar is. Like Tom Cruise is that he go down the Rolodex, his filmography. He's never gonna have. What about have the him. Mummy? What about the Mummy? Still, it's still watchable. If if it was a rainy day on a Sunday, you're walking by the TV, mummy's on. Are you gonna switch the channel? Nah, I'm gonna probably sit, watch Tom do his thing, and the special effects, whatever, all that storyline, whatever. But it's Tom Cruise. It's not Legend of Chun Li. I what I'm saying is that Tom Cruise does not have a Legend of Chun Li movie in his filmography, like other actors, like myself. That's I, too bad. <laughs> you think? You think? It would. I don't know. It would be really funny to see him like do, do some kind of like straight to video film. Although I think I he has done one, but you know, uh, have I don't think people have unearthed that. He did. Which one? <laughs> what movie was that? Is that there's one with um, uh, Meryl Streep? What's and it? and um, and uh, Sundance Kid? Uh, 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 Redford. Robert Redford, and the Wait, espionage Lions movie. Wait, Lions for that, Lambs? Lions for Lambs. That's a great. That's not a direct-to-video movie. That was <laughs> a. It, no, yeah, that that was a I never release. heard of it until I went to the video. No, school. no, 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 no. Yeah, that was counted. Theatrical. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you All talking right. about, Dave? That's not it. How are Anderson you? Anderson is that... going to crucify you, Dave. Yeah, you That's fine. I don't care. That is not. That is not. That would not at, at, at Blockbuster Video. That would not be in the same section as Chun Li. <laughs> that is under like said, drama or, thriller. It, it, or it's like, hard like, to like reach hard, that echelon. Or like that, hard ticket to Hawaii. I mean, or all those like Andy whatever's name movies from the eighties. Who? Or like Beastmaster. It's not like yeah. Beastmaster or something. Or, Beastmaster. Yeah. Beastmaster. Yeah. What else was there? Like. Robocop Your... two, three. The first one was okay. Fantastic. Like, yeah. I love three. Robocop. Yeah. Oh, yeah the original. Robocop the original. Two is cool. Robocop, Robocop two is like actually really good commentary. too. Yeah, yeah but PG thirteen. Robocop two is like there's like Tom Noonan is so good as Kane. Uh, Robocop two. And you got that like little kid drug dealer. No, I did. I did like Robocop. I know it was direct. It was, it was written by uh, Frank, uh, uh, Frank Miller. Yeah. It was Robocop one. Robocop the screenplay. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wait. So who wrote one? Who wrote one? I think I think Verhoeven probably did. No, it was directed it, right? No, no, it was directed by Verhoeven. Yeah. I forgot who wrote it. It was. It was two people. Two people, I think. Two dudes. So why did why did Frank Miller come in for the second one and not the first one? Because he was hot, you know. He was a great. He did Dark Knight. He wrote and drew Dark Knight, the comic book. Mm-hmm. And off from that, you know, he became a sensation because you know he did the Three Hundred and you know Sin City. So you know, giving him the rights to if. to to write it, and it seemed like it totally felt cool because like it had like. It, it seems like it's so up his alley, a like kid drug dealer and, you know, and all the violence, but it just didn't work out. Something was, the magic was gone. Yeah, I wonder why. Who directed yeah, re- the second one? If, 
Oh, Irwin, Irwin Kirshner. I... Irwin Kirshner? Yeah, oh. back. Empire Strikes Back. So, director of What? Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, actually, mean... do you think Robert Rodriguez got close to Frank Miller's like true vision in terms? Oh yeah. Of... For, for first, for the first Sin City, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For Sin City. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty close. If I remember correctly, Frank Miller's experience on RoboCop Two is why he didn't work on any movies until 300 or like well until sin city i remember he had a bad experience in robocop 2 he really didn't like what happened to his script oh, i understand he, that uh, i can get that's I what get happens that. to scripts though you write the script and then the movie winds up totally different you can't you know well that's yeah. why writers want to move into tv because they have more you know in yeah. film directors are all powerful and then in in TV, it's really the T, you know, the writer showrunner. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt that the the TV medium is it's it's driven by the writers and not directors. No, yeah. but now you have directors now. I mean, who are moving to TV. True. Now, now these days, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you know, like True that. Detective or Devs. You know, those are. Yeah. Garland I, directed all episodes, right? Yeah, like Garland directed all the episodes. Yeah, yeah. or you know, like uh, even uh, the Nick with Steven Soderbergh. I haven't yeah. seen that. All right, hey, hey, all right. We, yeah, we got to get. We, it's right. not your turn. All right, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> where where yeah, are you at? No, just just you know, like in Hawaii, it's just again, it's just you know, just uh, just staying in. You know, on occasion going going out to get stuff, but you know, just it's you know just just hanging tight you know i think it's like fine you know i mean for the most part my experience um um uh, you know just with family and stuff like that and uh and actually you know there's one interesting story there's some lady who i think you know she, she's obviously mentally unwell but she apparently was on some reality show with, with 50 cent and then she's obsessed with 50 cent you know <laughs> and then like so she actually has a social media presence so she she just decided to like live stream all her or on Instagram on one of her accounts. She's gonna move to Hawaii, and just live on the beach, you know. And then so like people were freaking out. These you know locals in Hawaii are freaking out because she went through the airport, you know, because you know when you, when you, once you arrive to the airport, you have to you have to you have to go through um, fourteen day quarantine. You have to find a location to stay there and stuff like that. So she just totally like bypassed all that shit. She was like you know just like live streaming on you know on Waimanalo Beach that's where she was hanging out and he, people locals were following her online like she's doing a lot of Instagram lives so they reported her to the cops and the police came where she was hanging out in front of a 7-Eleven you know and then they mm -hmm. they, they arrested her and they're, they're they're sending her back to the mainland oh wow yeah wow. some, some non-profit some uh, I don't know what it's called but they're actually have the funds to actually bring if you don't if you're like flying into hawaii and you don't have like a location where you're going to quarantine like some people just are going to just hang out on the beach you don't have any airbnb or hotel or, or home yeah this, this nonprofit will buy you a ticket fund and then send you back immediately wow yeah all right well let's get to the next topic uh so during this lockdown i have to say that my appetite and my eating habits have been horrible every day mm -hmm. I, like i mentioned before it feels like a sunday feels like a cheat day 
And the thing that I've been resisting for, I would say about two weeks now, is this weird craving every day I wake up for a Whopper, a Burger King Whopper. <laughs> oh, Whoppers are so good. <laughs> I know, I yeah, love Whoppers. I, 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 I don't know, those. man. I uh, no. Yeah, but Burger King is I'm never even on my list of options. It's it starting to go to now. Burger King. I, I tried the Impossible Whopper, which actually was pretty it's good. It's really good. What is it's that? Really it's good. really good. If yeah, you had to eat a Whopper, I would eat a vegetarian. Yeah, it's it's plant based. The vegetarian. The plant based meat. Can't do that. Corey doesn't agree. Can't do that. I understand, but Wait, why, you know, Corey? I wasn't going to eat a Whopper. <laughs> because if you're gonna cheat and eat a Whopper anyway, I want a freaking Whopper. What is in that? How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, what's in that it? Patty? I don't. But what yeah. do you what do you know but, what's in the beef though too? I mean, you just don't know. I don't. But yeah, that's but true. Where's I, the beef? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't want to eat a Whopper. <laughs> I don't want to eat a regular Whopper. I heard. I, I had those. I, I you know what. You know what the Whopper symbolizes for me? Like I was once like super poor, and I would eat. I would. I could only afford the dollar Whopper when they were offering it for a dollar back in the day. Yeah. And now if I eat it, I feel like, oh man, this this is. I don't know if it's humbling, but it feels like, oh man, these are the my worst days of my life, eating a Whopper. So I don't know if it has any, you know, psychological. You know, like you know, callback to the yeah. times of me being poor, but it's not comfort food for you, really. Not really. Mm. No. Fun fact about Burger King: it's the reason that Robert Downey Jr. got sober, and so that's How's why that? Burger King is featured in Iron Man. Because apparently why? he was on a bender and he was having Burger King, and it was like the worst burger of his life, and it made him turn his life around. And so that's why <laughs> Tony Stark orders a burger in Iron Man. Yeah, cheeseburger. And it's called back in Endgame, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, my mom used to buy Whoppers for dinner every maybe once a week for my sister and I. And she would buy it on her way home or she would get it before she would go to work. And so sometimes the Whoppers would come back cold and... I would get two and my sister would get one and sometimes she would order fries and everything was cold but Whoppers That's for how me you ate it. yeah it was it was comfort food because I think this was when I was a little kid I was probably like in third or fourth grade when she would do this and um, so she would go and clean houses because she was like a housekeeper for like three houses to make money it's the only job she could get and so to feed my sister and I she would on her way to work, get the Whoppers, and then when she would come home, that would be our dinner. And I don't think we had a microwave because we never zapped it because we ate it cold or we oh, ate it man. at room temperature. But as kids, the fact that we got a Whopper, it didn't matter because because mm. eating out was so rare for us and eating out at like Burger King or McDonald's was like a once a year Ronald McDonald birthday kind of thing, right? And yeah. uh and and then it also it registered that my mom had to do all of this to get us a Whopper. She imagine how many toilets she had to scrub to buy us a Whopper. So when I see a Whopper, just like you, when I see Burger King, just like you, David, it doesn't yeah. take me bad to like you know like a sad time. As I get older, before it represented shame. It was like oh that's what my mom used to feed us when 
we didn't have any money and she was you know cleaning houses and now i look at it and i go whopper is kind of in my dna i grew up on whopper it's why i got it's why i got these yeah, you know yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's what i, it's what <laughs> I grew up on whoppers. yeah and now that you get older and you get more comfortable with who, who you are i go oh, that's pretty cool man like i have a really deep connection to whoppers <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, just so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not by no means, um, it's on the same level as like a Shake Shack or in and out but, you know, I, I mean, I, I like Whoppers too. I think they're delicious. And I think it's no. like, I think they, I, no. I'd rather go for a Whopper over a Big Mac, honestly, you know? Oh, I, I agree. Like, <laughs> I agree. Whoa, because, because, no, in, hey, no. hey, Burger King, you guys, you know, they coined the phrase, have it Wait. your way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Song. I never, That's I just ate whatever they gave it to me. So, whatever their way I was, whatever. You didn't take advantage. <laughs> you didn't take advantage of what they're known for. Is you don't go, I'll just take a Whopper. You I just should've. have the Whopper without the meat, please. <laughs> yeah, you could have said that. Oh, yeah, you could have sure. said that. I want yeah, a Whopper they, like a Big Mac. Sure. You could have said, Mac, you, oh. you could have said, instead of a beef patty, could I have a. F you know, fish patty. They would have done that. A Whopper. No, you lie. Have it your way. Have it your way. Legally, they have to do that. It's in their You can ask for Vienna sausage. Yeah, whatever. It's like, why don't you just poop in it, too, and have it. I'll have it that way. <laughs> That's the first place you went to. All right, all right, all right. Let's, no, no poop, no poop, no poop talk. But uh, what right. if? So if you could have a what? What junk food have you been craving, if any? Oh, I want a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Okay. I do. I want one so desperately. Are you gonna go get it, or are you gonna just hold off? I gotta hold off. I can't. I don't want to put on the pounds, man. Because once I go to that rabbit hole, that's it. I'm done for. I love. I love. I'll even get the two cheeseburger meal, which is like really the best. But it's switch carbs, but it is so. Hey, good. David, did you did you know they have a double Big Mac now? So it's four patties. Ooh, that sounds good. I think I think the uh, best burgers they have is definitely the 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 cheeseburger and the Big Mac. Yeah, Big Mac is untouchable. If the McRib comes back, that's where I'll go to. But yeah, but the Big Mac, I have I have to say, is pretty. I didn't know how delicious a Big Mac was until I went to a fancy bar and they had a fourteen dollar burger. And their claim to fame for this burger is that it tasted like a Big Mac and looked like a Big Mac. But, and it but, and I was what? going, wait, so I'm paying extra for you to duplicate yeah, the taste me. of a Big Mac that I could actually go down the street. Right? Yeah, I know. Crazy, but the Big Mac is it's it's always on. No, man. it's always. Like, it's, it's never it's, bad. It's, it's never bad. bad. The best burger at McDonald's is a quarter pounder and cheese, hands down. That's that's. My wife best. loves that. But My wife loves that. Yeah, you, that's her burger. Do you get the special sauce on it though? The Mac sauce on it? Because I don't like it without the Mac sauce. That's no, what makes I just that. I just get it as is. No? Yeah, I don't I, know I, what I, that I, is. I, What's this? That Mac doesn't sauce? need the sauce. What's a Mac sauce? Is that special menu? That's the like, special you know? sauce. It's it's the it's the special sauce on the Big Mac. <laughs> I feel like it's just mayonnaise <laughs> and ketchup. Thousand Island. Thousand Island. Oh, yeah. It's mayonnaise yeah, and ketchup. That's yeah. what's on every uh, like 
tonkas plate salad. You know the exactly. The, oh yeah, that's oh, right. The shredded cabbage, right? The shredded yeah, shredded bread. cabbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how is that a salad? Shredded cabbage and Thousand Island and mayos. That's a salad. That's considered I, I, a salad. I, 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 a salad now. I, I eat it. Go yeah. ahead, salads right there. <laughs> yeah, you get your fiber. <laughs> Yeah. No. I, okay. I, I have the solution. Do you guys have um, Habit Burger? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Have the Habit. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm craving like a, a greasy burger and fries, you can you can go there to Habit Burger, but at the last minute you can change your order to a salad. You can get a salad with tri-tip steak on it, and then you don't feel terrible. Mm, I don't That's understand. Solution. So Wait, you go through Corey, the motions. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you gonna make the worker make a burger? I don't think that's what's going That's ridiculous. So so basically they bring I'll take a extra big burger rare and then they bring it and you go, I've changed my mind. I changed and my mind. Like, yeah, oh, here's the salad. You could. Yeah, you have that option. If you have like your conscience. What about like, all the food? The 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 bread that's wasted. Tainted yeah, bread. the bread is wasted. Yeah. You tainted the bread. Yeah. I've tried these sit-down hamburger places You're a cruel like customer. Habit and um, there's Islands. You ever go to Islands? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maui, the Maui burger. Yeah. I think because I don't have kids, those restaurants make no sense to me. It's right. To oh. go in and sit down and be waited on and, and then have to tip the waitress to order just a burger and fries. I don't like that. I, do, I think drive-through for me is best, right? Or I love to, I actually love to go into In-N-Out because it's such a friendly experience. Like, yeah, it is. I prefer Absolutely. to go inside, wait yeah. in line, yeah. talk to the people behind the counter, get their smile, and then <laughs> wait with everybody else with the number and then go get the ketchup and the little cups and then the yeah. little, they have the jalapeno peppers, which I yeah. love, right? Yeah. And then I like to eat at the, you know, the little tables they have. I don't, I don't know. It, I, well, I, it, there's nostalgia to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they also, oh. you know, they, they get paid really well. The workers get paid really well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What's yeah, really well gets good benefits. What's really well compared to McDonald employees? Oh no, I think they get paid like, I mean, like managers get paid like eighty, 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 ninety thousand dollars or something like that, and the, just like just a regular. Employee, I think it's like at least fifteen dollars an hour. I, I, I think, yeah. That's so. great. Plus, I, mean, yeah. I, I have Plus to say, yeah. of all the fast food restaurants I've gone to in my life, or drive-throughs or hamburger joints, In and Out, I've never had one bad experience there. Yeah, it's always consistent. Their employees yeah. are always courteous. They're very very positive and there's just a different aura about them they're the dudes at high school and school that would be in asb you know they're positive they're the ones that are organizing the yeah. recycling project for the weekend oh yeah they're no, so positive no right mcdonald's you go there and it's it's a 50 50. sometimes yeah. you get hey how are you and then sometimes you, you go they, they give you that look like, don't ask for ketchup. I'm going to spit in your fries. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, you're like I, I have to weigh. Like, I have to hear the tone of yeah. the voice before I go, uh, I'll take fries, no salt. Because I go, if I ask for the no salt at McDonald's, they have to make a fresh batch yeah, of fries. Yeah, they have to make That's a fresh. That's what I do, yeah. 
yeah. right? <laughs> but oh. I listen to the I listen to the I tone of voice because if it's like, "Hey, good afternoon, welcome to McDonald's," I might, right? But if it's like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> right? Then I go. Yeah, I don't go think I'm gonna do that. Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like, <laughs> McDonald's. What you want? Like I go. Nah, I'll, I'll just in take whatever you guys got. What's up? In and Out has the is the only burger place with like hidden religious messages, right? Yeah, is that's it hidden? I well, I I mean like right. you know the owner was They're... Christian and <clears throat> he wanted to put like John three sixteen on the soda mm. and. Uh, which is what? What verse? What What does that say? That's what's that verse? That verse is uh, Isn't that like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What'd you say? No, John three sixteen. Yeah, John three like, sixteen. If you believe in me, you go to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's uh, easy. Yeah. For, yeah, like, for whoever like, shall believe in me goes to heaven and have God. eternal life. Yeah. What? Well, it's interesting, <laughs> but think about it. If if you read that out of context, and that that quote was on the cup instead of the the the, the Bible verse number, right? Yeah. One would, one would think, believe in in and out, and you'll go to heaven. I'm I'm for that. I'm for that church. I'll be like, I'm, I sign. If I get a easiest, free, easiest heaven to get into. Yeah. If I could get a double double every Sunday for free, I'm I'm joining that church. Yeah. Well, Can I get a free that, shake upgrade anytime I come? Ooh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then I you have to know the other person to shake up for the shake. <laughs> I wish In-N-Out had a shake option because <laughs> I wish they had a medium or melted option. Like, it's not as cold. It's Ooh, yeah. kind of a little more Oh, wow. So, like, liquidy. the In-N-Out managers actually get paid on average 160000 a year. 160 yeah that's awesome wow wow that's awesome look up mcdonald's what's the average mcdonald's employee okay that's a good living 160 is yeah that's a pretty good living that's man. nothing that's to sneeze really at <laughs> mcdonald's managers get paid between 39 to forty-six thousand. Ooh. <laughs> what a difference man i think but i think everybody yeah, class act too you know that pretty much explain out. that explains the customer service uh, difference right there. Yeah, exactly. Money? Yeah, so yeah, so like the you know like the regular clerks at In and Out get paid fifteen dollars an hour, and then the managers get paid, you know, uh, yeah, you know, hundred sixty, so hundred sixty thousand. That's like crazy. And they get health crazy. benefits. They get health they get benefits, benefits, which yeah. is yeah. pretty amazing. That's why the experience is so good. Always watch so In and Out, you know, so. You can Always. take the healthcare. We're gonna talk about eighties and nineties movies. For you nineties Razor Am. Eighties movies, they would grow up. Which movies would you remake today? Okay, well, I chose this one here. I'm gonna put it on the screen. Chimkata. Oh, oh that's what? a great one. <laughs> so Wow. So so if any I know now, now Ray Shannon's like, what the hell is that? No, I know what it I is. Well, okay? you know this film. Have you seen this? Oh. Have you seen it? a lot of I Love the 80s on VH1, so I know. But have you seen oh, this film? It's the best. Kirk have you seen this? Have you seen this film? Have you seen this film? Uh, if, if you have not, yeah. you should look it up. And it is one of the best 
craziest monster art films you've ever seen. It's the same guy who did Enter the Dragon. Yeah. And <laughs> what? Yeah, 12, 12 years later, he makes this film, and it's worse than that in the best <laughs> way ever. What's his name? The director who made... Robert Klaus. Robert, Robert wow. Klaus. Wow. Robert Klaus. And what's great about this film is that he, uh, this guy, he's a Her he's an Olympic gymnast. He's a real Olympic yeah, gymnast. Yeah. I think he actually won a medal. Wow, a gold medal. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into detail of the names because I don't remember everything as far as yeah. what I remember. It was that it was that it was like after the '84 Olympics, and like it was a time where like all these Olympic gymnasts were starring in their own movies. Right. So, so if you were a martial artist like you know Cynthia Rothrock, you're in you're in a movie like you you were Cynthia Rothrock is another one of those '80s martial artists that you know acting ability is not a prerequisite to starring in your own film. Neither did this guy. Uh, and uh, and uh, if I had to get his name correct, I think it's Kirk Thomas. Yeah, Kirk Thomas. Um, and. He is, he went, like, he's an, he's an Olympian, and he gets to uh, go to a place called um, Parkinstan, some, 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 uh, some random, some, uh, some random, Parkinstan, uh, Parkinstan, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like in Yugoslavia, I don't know, something like that, uh, par Parmistan, I think, Parmistan. <laughs> Like Parmesan, um, and Stan, like you know, like Pakistan, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this guy uh, has to, uh, so he has to go to a place like you know, it's Parkinstan or whatever, and enter this thing called the game. So people get hunted, and and he finds out that his dad was in this game, and he has to go and find him. Yeah. Like he has to get it's trained. Exactly the same, so, it's almost the same story as Enter the Dragon, you know? It's Enter the Dragon, yeah. yeah. So, remote yeah. island and they fight in a tournament. So, right. yeah. And, and he has fight. to learn how to use his Olympic ability, his gymnastic ability, hence gym, and, cool. and, and, and combine karate. it with karate by a Japanese princess who teaches him how to combine Japanese... Uh, to, uh, uh, karate and gymnastics together and he does like these trainings where he's like doing handstands on stairs and like lifting himself up through these stairs and then later on he actually has to go and find his dad but they go through this village where it's like 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 a bunch of zombies who who happen to well he has to go and fight them but he happens to have found like a pommel horse in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> yeah. then he no, starts town kicking square. ass with, with that no, pommel horse. Like, it's not a pommel horse, but it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. Because yeah. it's, it's a long yeah. log with a bar with, with these handlebars <laughs> on it. Yeah. So That's amazing. And, and in, in an alleyway, he has to fight out these two thugs. And guess what? There's a parallel bars in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> he fights these guys with the parallel bars. So, and he's uh, somehow always has the straps on, so he can have yeah. chalk. Yeah, right. Yeah. He has yeah, that thing. Yeah, there's. Yeah, there's <laughs> I think I recall. Again, I haven't seen this movie for like almost ten years, which is actually, if you think about it, like you know, you should watch it every decades to to get that refresher. Uh, it's it's a great. A cheesy movie but 
I've been talking about this movie and ask me, ask anyone who's been in the film industry with me, I always talk about remaking this film. And if I wanted, and and I would love to make this film with, uh, drum roll please. I think Jason Statham <laughs> as the lead, because he's really good. And Je Gemma Chan as the princess. That's, I think that's what I, I think, would pick. I think this would be a great comedy. Yeah, and I think if I had to add in the third one, it would be like maybe Kevin Hart. I don't know why. I just think like just a fast talker thing would be really cool. And he's like the guy who sponsors the mission. Oh, and the mission. Here's how lame the mission is. The mission is that if you win the game and you survive, you get bragging rights and one wish a wish that's it you get a wish and the wish <laughs> a is magical wish a ma it's not any wish and you get you get it so the wish is that they get to put up some kind of satellite to spy on everyone and that's the wish he has to go up that's why they send him there so he can get this wish wait the gym in Jim Carter or your movie in Jim Carter oh in the real I don't I can't make this up uh, I can't. I don't even know how to write the script because it's so. You, you know, after hearing all of this, I can't support this remake because Jim Kata is making me actually sick. It's like, it's it's one of those movies that after you watch, you don't know why you watched it. There's no <laughs> benefit from it. it. I don't think. No. It, no, it's not. No. It doesn't age well because it doesn't make. It doesn't age well. That's does what's not. so good about it. It stinks and it's and it's stinky good. Like it's yeah. like, you know, it's like your own fart. Yeah. Only you can stand it. Yeah, it's so bad, <laughs> but is it so bad that it's so good now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, you have to watch it with the with people. You can't watch it by yourself. It's yeah, a, that it's, makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, okay. at, right. a, at a midnight showing in a theater. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it, everyone has to come out hating it together. That Jim Cotto would be a cool T-shirt now. It'd be a nice retro T-shirt that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes Ooh. Ooh, it I should can. be on a sleeveless shirt though. Yeah. 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 You need it like Just in that like same dude. shirt. Yeah. Maybe one of those yeah. like world gym cutoff shirts like that's like yes yeah with the gym. gear and it's gym that's Kata. right you should have you should it should there should be a a, a gym a we workout should, place called gym kata we'll make you one and then you'll wear it for the next episode okay dave all right <laughs> okay. yeah like you're making me wear a wig and makeup like last uh, time so all right Corey. <laughs> if you want to Corey, you want. what do you think uh what's my pick um yeah okay I'm going with um, I'm going with a Joel Schumacher movie made in 1993, by the name of Falling Down. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. So uh, it's starring uh, Michael, or it did star Michael Douglas and Robert Duvall, if you can believe that. And um, mm -hmm. it's about this guy who gets fired from his job. It's like a heat wave in in Los Angeles. His air conditioning goes out in his car. He has to walk from one end of Los Angeles all the way to the other end of Los Angeles um, to get to his daughter's birthday party, um, who lives with his wife who divorced him. 
Um, so he's like, he's like boiling over with rage and he goes on a murder spree and he starts like killing like thugs and gangsters and neo-Nazis and like just anyone who stands in his way. And Robert Duvall is the, is the cop who's chasing after him and trying to catch him and everything like that. Um, so that movie will never be remade, but it should be remade. And I'm going to star, I'm going to star uh, Brian Cranston Ooh. in the lead so that he can, he can have this breaking bad, like arc in like the span of like two hours. And then, um, I don't know, I guess Ethan Hawke is the cop chasing after him. Why do you think it'll never be made? People I have been talking about it. People have been talking about it. We live in a totally movie. different climate now. Like everyone's sensitive about guns. Everyone's sensitive about like race and and all that kind of stuff. But I think I, I, I would I would want essentially the story is about a guy who can't stand he he can't deal with the new world that he's faced with. He's used to the old ways, to the more conservative ways, and he doesn't like all the new stuff that's happening. So, you know, it would just be it's about this character who can't accept all the things today, like hipsters and, you know, Instagram celebrities and shit like that, all that shit that's going on in LA. And so he would take those types of people out. I think if you do it, uh, you know, tactfully, like how Jojo Rabbit is like that, you know, you can definitely send a me the same message without, you know, being too literal with, everything that that movie kind of showed mm. i don't know i'm, that was a, I'm just that trying that was the whole point of the film you know it's like the again i think it's totally adaptable like you know like like you said Corey, it could be kind of these new things because it's still the same old shit that op that people of you know like you know like like cis white male are you know like you know it's, it's like basically yeah it could be about immigrants it could be about you know yeah it could be about Mexicans, it could be about brown people, whatever, you know? It could be about <laughs> Asians who are taking over uh, San Gabriel Valley, you know? Like, there's always, yeah. like, you know, like, it's like, yeah. It could be about, uh, you know, gentrification. You know, it could be, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff, you know? So so I think it, it can totally be adapted. Yeah. 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 Similar I mean, to, like, Bullworth, you know? Like, Bullworth was kind of like that. You know, I like Bullworth a lot. Wow, it's it's amazing. You're a... You're a uh, a what to watch ninja before your turn you just slip it in you'd like like, like Jim <laughs> that's how you do it you gotta do you're just like wedge that wedge that like offering in hey i well, i give that's all i do i give like ninja stars yeah like, wow david the giver he's a giver yeah <laughs> what about you anderson which one would you make remake uh, i mean i, I mean i there's a one film I, I, you know, I absolutely adore. I mean, because I just loved it as a kid, and it was a huge flop. And then, uh, and then also it's like you know, has some very like blatant and you know, you could say offensive yellow face in it too. But I think it it, it it'd be worthy of an update. Let let me guess this. Oh, Let's guess I know, this. I know what you're gonna say. Let's uh -oh. guess it. Okay, guess go ahead. It. Guess it. Go I ahead, guess. Son. I guess uh, Remo Williams. Oh. Okay, what do you guys do? I'm going huh? big, big trouble in Little China. Mm. Uh, Maybe we make that already. Oh. <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't have yellow face. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one, but there's so many that I'm like trying to. 
I get it. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I'm trying to think of your style and what you're thinking, but then like, I'm thinking of like old stuff, like Mickey Rooney and uh, what's that other? So I Remo Williams, I feel real. Remo I'm, Williams. I'm, clo I'm, close. I, I'm close. I agree. I, I, I was going to say Remo Williams. Trevor, what do you think? Uh, I can't think. What would a yellow face movie in the eighties be? I don't know. Okay, Remo Williams is pretty odd. It is Remo Williams. Yes, oh. <laughs> I love that. Remo movie. Williams. It, yeah, portrayed a Korean Remo guy. Williams, right? The adventure begins. That's because it's supposed the to. Be I know. The, oh, the when was word. this movie made? When was this movie made? Anderson, made how old like were we? 80s, Eighty-five or eighty-six. So eighty. So we were what, like ten, nine when this movie came out, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Let me let me just. Talk oh yeah. Something. When this movie came out, I was so excited to watch. Five. Yeah. I was so excited to watch it because I saw some trailer or something about it and it had like you know the guy running on yep. top of sand and i felt yeah. i thought it was like like you know like a karate kid type of movie Chion is his name right Chion. i was yeah. so excited and i remember watching it and i was like what's wrong with his face <laughs> the whole i couldn't figure it out i was like he's korean and then he was speaking korean i was like that's not korean and i've never <laughs> seen a korean why is his face look like? I had no idea he that was yellow classic face. Classic actor, that guy. Joel Gray. His name. Joel Gray. He's Jennifer Gray's dad, right? So Joel Gray, wow. Broadway star, and like, yeah, you know, told, you know, again, old Earl guy. Gray, like in the T. No, yeah, Joel Gray. Joel. Oh, Joel Gray. Gray. <laughs> yeah, he was a total like wax makeup. Played a Korean like, yeah, martial arts master. You know, like yeah, uh, and he, you know he so basically the, the the story is this it's you know it's pretty simple like um you know fred ward is the main character uh and he goes by sam and he's like a new york cop and he gets ambushed it's like knight rider in a way like gets he gets attacked and 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 then left for dead and he's chosen by some secret organization to um to uh you know um be part of this like secret secret program and you know like, he apparently changes his appearance and all that stuff and so yeah. he gets trained by Joel Gray, who plays a Korean sense, you know, Korean like master or sensei or whatever, yeah, to 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 be part of this like secret kind of orga organization for spies and like, and then he goes, you know, that so the most of the movie is about his training, but then he goes into this like, uh, into this actual mission where he's got to like save the country because someone's smuggling government secrets or something like that. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean that that film was great, man. It's great. Who's gonna star? Who's gonna star? If it was a few years ago, it would have been um, someone like Ryan Reynolds, you know. But oh, that's yeah. I I, I like that idea. But you know, I mean, I I, I can't think of a, a younger act because the act has to be in his like early thirties, I think. You know, so. But like, I think the main thing that needs to be corrected is that actually hire an Asian guy to be uh, to be the master, right? No, no. <laughs> no. That's what made the movie like so bad and cheesy. Oh, yeah, that's the only so that's the only reason we're talking about that movie is because of that yellow face. I think if it had an Asian in there, it'd be. If you do a remake, then it should be like it shouldn't be a guy in yellow face. It should be an actual Asian Asian actor. But, no, but then, or or maybe a black guy who actually knows how to do martial arts. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, sure. You know, Michael J. Michael J. White. Michael J. White. Yeah, yeah, Black Dynamite. 
Could be I like that pig. Or it could be pig. like it could be like the Rizzo, you know, like <laughs> you know, like I oh, that's a good idea. So I mean, like you know, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a you, you know, even though it's it's very dated, I think it's still a fun movie. And then uh, you know, Joel Gray, he played you know he he always for that role he always, he was also nominated for a Golden Globe Award for that role. What? what? Oh, <laughs> wow! I was not, I thought you were gonna say Razzie, but no, no. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so funny, man. He's like, yes, have here's some rice and then just a touch of honey. You know, I remember that. <laughs> just a, just a drop of honey in your rice. That's crazy. You know, Who that, that, movie? that movie taught me how to do a Dodge white bullet. man Asian accent. <laughs> white man. Think about oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, really. Think about it. Is that at home? If you know your mom is speaking English, it does. She doesn't go. Hello. You need to (laughs) eat lunch now and put little honey on now. My mom doesn't (laughs) talk like that. It's it's a very authentic Korean accent. You need to eat. Come. You know, it's Korea like that. It's not. You need to come now. (laughs) Right. And I was going. Who talks like that? I've never met a human being that talks like that. And the way I make fun of the Asian accent is basically I do a mimic of that. And right. breakfast and breakfast, bre- at breakfast Tiffany's. at Tiffany's, right? The, yeah. That make you, you know, Why are you so loud? Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the director Guy Hamilton. He actually um, is most famous for um, directing like several James Bond movies, like Goldfinger and The Man. Oh, Wolf really? And oh, and wow. Die. So. Yeah, who who would you get Did to it? direct it today? Uh, I don't know. It's like a pretty good director, Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell. I think Martin Campbell needs to come back to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he would be good too. But what's I mean, his name? Peter, the guy who directed Karate Kid and Rocky One. What's his name? Uh, John Albertson. Yes. I I love every movie that guy made, man. Yeah, you know some of it is a little sappy and, and you know idealistic. I think he's in Rocky but... Five though. <laughs> did, oh yeah, he came back for Rocky Five, huh? Yeah, he did. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, That's that was a flop. Tommy, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a bad one. That was probably one of the worst Rockies. Yeah. It was. It was. It's, it's it's when Rocky overstayed the welcome. Like he yeah. wasn't. Rocky wasn't old enough for us to go. Yeah, we want to go back to that, you know. Yeah, I think we 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 were done with it. Yeah. So would you say it's the rockiest film? (laughs) (laughs) Anderson, don't shake your head. You know it's true. (laughs) Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, I love that song, man. When I found out that they did not sing that song, I was devastated. I think I was devastated. I mean, speaking of remix, I would do a Millie Vanilli biography remake today. That, and you, yeah. you could do that in blackface. Wow. <laughs> this, this that symbolism <laughs> that they're fake all the way through. They're not even black. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like White Chicks Part 2. <laughs> the reverse. Yeah. Pretty much. It's part yeah. of the Wayan cinematic universe. 
Yeah, uh, you know, I I have Millie Vanilli, girl, you know when it's true on my playlist, no matter what. Oh, it's who does in my top one hundred? <laughs> I mean, who does it's always I there? I don't. Over, blame it on the rain. Blame it How on the rain. How do you not? Wait, is you here. don't have Millie? Blame it on the rain or girl, you know it's true on any of your playlists. Oh, it's, I have it. I even have the remixes when they did the remix album. <laughs> <laughs> You, 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 every day that I talk to you, you surprise me more and more. <laughs> but the surprise turns into with disappointment. The light, with the light. The, disappointment and fear of what the future generations are going to become when you do not have Blame It on the Rain on your playlist. <laughs> you don't know what music is, man. You probably don't even dance. Like, we... <laughs> The four of us, we dance. We sing probably in the shower. We dance. We do a little shuffle here Absolutely. and there. Absolutely. Like, Blame oh. it on the rain. 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 Oh. Right? You. 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 <laughs> I think we're getting off topic. Eh. <laughs> if this was American <laughs> Idol, I would go. Eh. Hey, Mr. Producer. Closer. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Okay, so everybody, all right, so we talked about the remakes, all right, and uh, oh yeah, we should talk about what to watch this week, because we, last week we skipped it, so let's do a real quick one. All right, uh, David, hey, did, which, which, hey, Racer I M. I didn't get to do my remake. Oh, oh you didn't? I'm sorry, Racer M. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks a lot, thanks a lot, Sung. Yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Producer. Just mute me. Mute me now. Kill the feed. All right, what Do is it? it? So my remake is going to be at the tail end of the 90s. Uh, it's an Alexander Payne movie called Election. Good one. Um, it's the original star, Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, and again, to call back Legend of Chun-Li, Chris Klein. And... <laughs> yes. The reason why I thought about Election was, firstly, I was just looking around at my, like, Blu-rays, and I was like, what's a 90s movie to pick? And I landed on that one, and I realized that that one is, like, right to be remade, considering, like, how much the political landscape has changed from 1999 to the shit show that it is now, with, like, social media the person that I don't even want to like think of as the president. And um, I was thinking that for that movie, I would be casting, um, let's see, for the Matthew Broderick, the teacher, I would cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt just because for the original movie, oh, good choice. I feel like Matthew really Broderick movie, having yeah. played. Yeah, it's a great film. Having played, like, iconic high school characters like Ferris Bueller, like, that baggage coming into, like, election as him being the teacher was really interesting. So I was thinking we'd have to pick someone who's had that kind of similar background to have a remake work on all those same levels. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he was in, like, 10 Things I Hate About You. He was in that one Halloween movie. I'm sure he's in others that I'm forgetting. But I feel like it would be really interesting to see him as someone who's kind of like an insecure dick. Um, 
in terms of the Chris Klein role, I was thinking Tom Holland. <laughs> because when I think of Chris Klein in that movie, I think of him as like a beefy kind of quarterback. So he's like very beefy and very oblivious, but it would be kind of interesting to see someone who's very athletic, but more on like the wiry side. So I feel like Tom Holland would be interesting for that role. Um, in terms of the sister, Tammy, so Chris Klein's sister, I would cast Zendaya and do like a Spider-Man kind of reunion. So she could be like the black sheep in the family. She could be adopted or Tom Holland could be the adopted one. I don't know. Um, and then I was thinking for Tracy Flick. Cool. Um, Kelly Marie Tran. That's a good one. And yeah. And I was thinking about that character. So like Tracy Flick in the original election played by Reese Witherspoon like, she's someone who's very cutthroat um, about winning, but she's also extremely competent. And I feel like if you were to remake this and to reflect the current climate, it would be interesting to see someone who is possibly just as ambitious, but possibly an idiot to mirror our current political situation. So that... <clears throat> Would be that's an a good. That's a great choice. So that's a great choice. Yeah. I love that film. That was a MTV. That was, I think MTV Films first act. Yeah. First studio film, right? That was a true I, MTV film. I mm. forgot if it was the first, but it was definitely one. And the first time I saw it, yeah. I unfortunately watched it with my mom in Las Vegas pay per view, and it was extremely awkward. <laughs> but. Like super awkward, but I was still like, I know this is funny, but man, why was so it awkward? Why was it awkward? I mean, there's that whole scene where Chris Klein gets like a blowy in like the hot tub, and it's oh, and also like the whole Tracy Flick sleeping with her teacher that was extremely uncomfortable. Oh god, <laughs> not not a good not a good movie to watch with your folks, especially if you're like young, like I was. Whew. No, you, you redeemed yourself with that pick. You redeemed yourself. Yeah, Corey, that, I, I was on. surprised. Corey, you gotta be, someone's gotta be team me. Shit. <laughs> Mr. Assless Chaps. We want Chaps. to support you. Assless Chaps. We want to be, we want Racer M. We want you on the team. We want to include you. But you, you constantly keep yourself outside of... <laughs> Of, of the circle, like this is there's a circle of like trust. This you know it's here. It's it's just basic foundation. When we talk about films, there's just a a basic makeup of the DNA. And you haven't seen some of the most important elements like Rocky Horror Show. You this is out. So this is us. This is you here. And each episode. Yeah. You get further and further away out like, here. This is like you and guys. And then it becomes me us. And you push me out. You're, you're pushing. <laughs> no. Me out. Yeah. No. no. You're pushing me out. It's so so big. Look at your so, background. You don't watch the Why do movies. you have that background? Why do you have that background? Because I like Street Fighter. Too. Street Fighter. 
Oh yeah, that's right. I thought it's, you because you wanted Bal- to be in Vegas. I'm no, sorry. it's Balrog stage. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter, Racerim, because no one knows who you are. So <laughs> no one can feel sorry for you because you don't exist. And with that, hey. thank thanks everybody for joining in. Take care, guys. All right. Thanks for tuning into Sung's Garage. I hope you enjoyed this episode of What to Watch. It's tough to not think negatively about the situation, but I'm really glad to have the guys here to cheer me up. Now, it's important that if you have experienced any incidents of anti-Asian harassment, please report it and especially be safe. So let's all continue to stay indoors if possible and stay safe during these tough times. For all those medical first responders or essential people helping, I truly send my thanks to all of you. All right, everyone. You all be good. It's time to give a shout out to all the people that made Sounds Garage possible. We got producers Anson Ho, Sal Gatula, Gary Lee, Aaron Strongoni. We got music by the one and only talented Lyrics Born. And we got food, catering, and hugs and love by Mickey Yim. All right. Thank you very much. And also, all of you guys that are listening. Till next time. Peace out. See you at Song's Garage.